beautiful. I'm Kirsty Johnson and welcome to this episode of my show Thoughts Action Success. So positive thinking is preached far and wide as a desirable goal these days but what does it mean to be genuinely positive and how do you even achieve this? Positive thinking has a lot of currency these days. How often have you heard a sports person when being interviewed just after a victory say something to the effect of, I just kept staying positive out there. When faced with a challenging business situation, it's really common for the team to encourage one another to stay positive. It's even said in many circles that being positive and thinking positively can create the outcomes that you desire, that adopting a positive outlook can change your world. Being optimistic, positive it seems is the surest way to live a fulfilling life but this is true but only to an extent so the extent to which it is true will depend on what you mean by being positive which is what I will delve deeper to into in this episode of the show many self-help books and motivational speakers encourage self-affirmation this might involve saying things like, I'm lovable, I'm successful, or I'm beautiful. These positive statements are designed to lift your self-esteem and push you into positive action. But what we now know, though, is that the effect of these statements, they can vary from person to person. And according to research, these affirming statements can actually even have the opposite effect to the one that's ultimately the desire of. In one study, for example, researchers asked participants with low self-esteem, and then they had a group with high self-esteem, and it asked them to repeat the phrase, I am a lovable person. They then measured the participants' moods and their momentary feelings about themselves. As it turned out, the individuals with low self-esteem actually felt worse after repeating the positive self-statement, and the individuals with high self-esteem only felt slightly better. So these results suggest to us that unreasonable positive self-statements or affirmations, they can actually provoke contradictory thoughts in people with low self-esteem. So saying one thing but feeling another to be true, it just may simply be a set up you up for a state of dissonance or unease within you. So additionally, if you're instructed to focus exclusively on positive thoughts, you may find any negative thoughts that drift into your mind to be really discouraging and you may feel that you then fail on this goal of being positive you're letting yourself down because you've let that negative thought in so unwittingly you you create the framework and benchmarks for your own failure when you were trying so hard to achieve exactly the opposite so this then goes on to show us that to rework the popular phrase saying is not believing beliefs have to come from much deeper within us than the mere linguistic level if they had to shape our experiences. Mental rep repetition, this is not what fulfills our desires. You need to let it go. Letting go is the art and that is what practices like meditation can be really amazing and achieve for you. In meditation, the mind becomes very clear and in that state of mind, an intention manifests really quickly. So let's take a look at what positive what makes positive thinking actually positive. So a really good starting point in thinking about this is to ponder what you're actually trying to achieve. Think about it. Is the aim of positivism in its healthier sense to leave you seeing every life event as amazing and marvelous thing? 
Obviously not. That kind of thinking is best left behind in the American sitcoms from the 1950s. That's where it should stay. Martin Seligman, the pioneer of positive psychology, he suggested that most people are not the Pollyanna types who see everything through rose-coloured glasses 100% of the time, nor are people who see the glass half empty most of the time. The most successful people are the realists. They operate about 80% of the time as an optimist, but when they're as high risk, they take that step back and, and they take a more pessimistic viewpoint. Within that generalisation, of course, everybody's different, but some people need to know that what the worst case scenario is, and once they're actually aware of what can go wrong, then they can roll their sleeves up and deal with the situation and progress. They need to balance out both sides. This gift, the gift in this type of approach is that these people can operate a full contingency plan for the unexpected. Alternatively, living in the moment can help one accept and deal with the unexpected. This is reinforcing what we revealed in the study mentioned earlier what I talked about. What works for one person will not necessarily work for another. But you must remember your intention is really important. You need to align your conscious and subconscious beliefs to actually achieve success. When these conscious and subconscious beliefs um, conflict, you may subconsciously sabotage yourself then. Intention is also a pivotal part in creating positive outcomes and experiences. So intention is your true inner state. The things your mind is genuinely operating toward. As Buddhist nun Robin Corton explained, you've got to be optimistic in the sense that if you are a gardener and you know the laws, the laws that govern gardening, we're talking about here, and you follow these laws and you do a little bit every day, you definitely will get a beautiful garden. So the point of this is that optimism is not just rose-coloured spectacles. Optimism is rooted in reality. In the case of the gardener, it's rooted in botany. If you don't know botany and you just say, oh, I'm really going to get a beautiful garden, then you're pretty much plain stupid. You won't get a beautiful garden because you have to learn the laws of gardening. And then you have to follow them in practice on the basis that you build a garden. It's putting all the steps together to get to the ultimate goal. If you do know botany, but you get up in the morning and you see the weeds and you get overwhelmed, that's the opposite of optimism. That's pessimism. True optimism is based on some sort of logic. So the possibility of the development of your own human potential. Optimism is based on reality, not just crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. So what Courtney is actually trying to say and spell out here is that optimism is not a childlike state of expecting magic to happen simply because you think a happy thought. This is superstitious thinking. In fact, optimism and positive thinking are far more powerful than superstition. Optimism arises from karma, the law of cause and effect. Optimism is knowing as opposed to believing that good things will happen because you have planted the seeds in the fertile, fertile soil that will then allow good things to grow. So Corden also states that if we understand this, we will be much more grounded and able to deal with the dramas when they come along because we don't think there is any cause and effect. We think it is all hit and miss. We go up and down like yo-yos. The sun comes out, so we're happy. Then the clouds come and we drop into depression because we don't see any logic to it at all. We think we are the victims of events. One day a person smiles at me and I'm happy. 
The next day, someone swears at me and it makes me depressed. It's all because we are victims of events. We don't know how to have any control over it. If you see it in a logical way, then you can change your mind. You can be happy in the face of bad things occurring. And you can be reasonable in the face of good things happening. And then you've got this control over your life. You're not on this roller coaster anymore. When you see things happening from cause and effect, then it's reasonable to think positive things. You can't have a garden without thinking about it. In some senses, the philosophy of positivism seems to negate the idea of faith, where positivism says that you create a good life with your own positive thoughts. A life of faith, by contrast, accepts whatever is happening as the will of the universe. Is this really a contrast? Well, I need to say, I don't think not necessarily. There is, there's these two schools of thoughts that I'll share with you now. One is that you should visualize what you want and repeat positive affirmations and have persistence in your dreams. The other is having trust in the universe and leave everything out there. It's all up to the universe. The universe will do the best for me. They appear to be incompatible, but I don't really think they are. They are actually compatible. It's, let me share with this. It's good to have an intention or dream or goal, whatever you want to call it, but often you have a negative thought in your mind and to counter it, you go on repeating a positive affirmation. Repeating that affirmation over and over again, it just won't work on its own. So you need to combine it to make it work. So you need to have an intention, say the affirmation, and then leave it to the divine. When we look at the ancient Vedic scriptures, it says make a sankalpa, which is an intention, and then offer it to the divine. This is what I want, and you know what is best for me. This is anything that you think is best for me, I'm ready to accept. There's no need to keep repeating the affirmation over and over again. There is a difference between an intention and a desire. An intention is free from feverishness. Sufi psychologist Fleur Bonin says that genuine contentment it arises out of this willingness to surrender your wishes into the hands of the divine. Bonin says that the problem with optimism is its tendency to draw us into denial, as well as creating an attachment to feeling good. If we are busy trying to manipulate our feelings all the time because of wanting to feel good, then we miss out on the real contentment that flows from recognising the essential rightness of events in life. The push for optimism and its opposite planning for the worst both prevents us from experiencing reality. In Sufism, rather than focusing on optimism or the preparation for the worst, the focus is on the certainty that all is as it should be. Whilst we trust in the universe, this does not mean that we ignore our responsibilities and become lazy waiting for the divine intervention, We're not sitting on the couch just going, oh, it'll turn up. It's still incumbent upon us to do what our own intelligence tells us to do, but always with our face turned toward the universe the unity that exists within multiplicity. We need to have one eye on the world and the self and one eye on the universe and the reality which emanates from it. So the lesson then that, of this is that if you are busy developing strategies all of the time, you'll not be able to connect with something greater than yourself. You need to learn laws that govern your world based on this knowledge and your resultant actions set your expectations and then just let it go. You can't do any more anyway. Put it out there and let it go. In the end, 
your actual ability to think positively is directly proportional to the effort you put into discovering the laws that govern life and whatever it is that you seek to do. That is true optimism. To know for a certainty what will come from your actions because you've taken the time to learn the laws of life and living. So, do you want to know more? Do you want to work with me to develop your own personal goal plan, your roadmap, to get you from where you are now to where you want to be? To work out what those affirmations are and how to use them? Or maybe just get some clarity with this roadmap for what it even would look like for you? Or maybe you need some accountability to stay on your path to achieving your goals. So why don't you come and join me for a free roadmap planning session? Well, I will be your GPS and help you plan your journey. Or if you're already on your way, then I can help you navigate those humps in the road trying to disrupt your journey. Just like when we travel, we go to a travel agent to get help planning our holiday. And you know, we're starting to open up. We're starting to travel again. We're starting to do this planning. So why aren't we doing this with our, our life so that we can live our best life? So take some time to review and consider your personal roadmap. I'm here to help you do that. If you would like this, then head over to my website, kirstyjohnson.com, click on the link to plan your roadmap, and my calendar will come up so you can book in your free roadmap planning session. I would really like to join you on your journey and, and be your GPS and your tour guide on this road trip.